Hey, uh, we, we started a brand new series, which I love, called Intentional Living. Say intentional living. If you're going to subtitle this, well, I got a couple things. You could subtitle this, um, this message, Finding Purpose. Um, but intentional living means this, living with purpose on purpose. Living with purpose on purpose. You know, the church is the most powerful gift and institution given by God to this earth. It is, we, we are the, the, the stuff that you have in you from God, you don't even realize, but the goods that you have, the, the, the weapons that you have, if you just, just think about it for a moment, they're the most powerful gifts and, and things given to us to impact our world. The church, that's why I love my church. I really love my church. I love the church, but I love my church. God loves the church. God loves our church. God loves you because he realizes that the, 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 the possibilities that can come out of one church is really unlimited. Say, I love my church. And say, I am the church. To live with purpose on purpose. Are you excited about your life? Are you loving it? Living it with purpose? Do you sense a future filled with opportunity? Do you live with anticipation? Is it exciting for you to think where God is going to take you today? What he's going to teach you? What he's going to tell you? What adventures does he have for you today? If not, my prayer and intention is to pull you out of mediocrity and draw you into the wonderful and powerful destiny God has planned for your life. See, most people have no idea why they were born. They don't think about it. We spend our lives in search of purpose. You might find yourself on that proverbial racetrack of life, doing the same mundane things, having the same worries, going around that same mountain. But God wants us to enter each day with anticipation, which can only come and be done when we find purpose in life and know the heart of God. The only way that you can anticipate the future and love the present is when you realize you have purpose. Don't get too excited. So my job is this, and really it's not my job. I'm just a vessel, a broken vessel, but yet God is perfect in me, and he's able to get out of me, and he's able to share with you some things. But I love this verse, Proverbs 25, because this is his job today. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters. Look at that. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. Do you realize that in you is a purpose and a destiny so much bigger than you? And it's the Holy Spirit's job today to draw it out of you. Amen? It's got to get it out of you. Holy Spirit, please help us today. We are relying on you. In order to begin, we need to break away from random living and embrace intentional living. Random living and embrace intentional living. Intentional living will transform you and the people around you. If you've ever wondered why you're on this earth, understand that God has placed you here as a unique person with a unique mission with the purpose of building and extending his kingdom. Your potential is directly related to your purpose. 
your potential is directly related to your purpose. Like I said last week, if, if someone doesn't wake up with purpose, they really don't get much done. I think they want to, but there's, it's deep in there, but it hasn't been drawn out yet. And so when there's no purpose, there's, there's just, a, there's just a random hoping that God will take care of me and bless me, but, but, and, and there's not a lot of impact, but, and, and also there's depression, there's things like that that come with, with not having a purpose in life. But when you have purpose, oh man, watch out. Watch out. That's why one will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. Your potential is directly related to your purpose, and your purpose unfolds as you live intentional with God and people. And that intentional simply means living with purpose on purpose. You get it? So what is purpose? Defined the reason for which anything, anyone, is created or exists. It is the why behind a person, place, or thing. But I love the way that the Bible defines purpose. I love this. You're going to love this. It, is, it, it means the setting forth of a thing and the placing of it in clear view. To expose to public view. In other words, God wants to show you your purpose and God wants to show you off. Got a couple excited. God wants to show you your purpose and God wants to show you off. That is God's will. He wants you to know that you have purpose and he wants you to live with purpose. He wants to display you and that purpose in clear view for all to see. Purpose means accomplishing something that has a positive effect on others, giving and sharing of yourself to change the world around you. So here are a few things that you need to know about purpose. And I've been testing this out on our staff and testing this out on people because I, I, I'm so, I just need to, I need you to open up your heart and hear this very, very simple teaching on purpose so that you can understand it and walk in it. God made every single person to live a life with meaning. In other words, everyone has purpose. Everyone has purpose. Say, everyone has purpose. Everyone have a, has a life that, that needs to stand out in clear view. Everyone, regardless of one's background, origin, race, economic status, or skill set, has a unique God-given purpose. Do you know the most precious commodity on earth? It's not gold, oil, Apple, or Amazon stock. It's people. God made all people with great value and great purpose. Everyone has purpose because everyone is a treasure to God. And the value we have as human beings doesn't come from where we were born, when we were born, who we know or what we do. Our value comes from our creator who designed and made each one of us to know him and reflect him. Matter of fact, God treasures us so much that he's willing to give up his one and only son that we would know that we are so valuable to him. I got to get into the heart of people who live in shame and live in self-hatred and feel like they have no prayer. This moment is for you to get 
I want, to cra- I want to crash into your heart. I want God to get into that heart and totally eradicate shame from your life. Totally eradicate, amen, like, like you, you don't feel worthy. You feel like you don't have purpose. You feel like you're not treasured. And therefore, when you feel that way, you're not going to put a lot of value in other people. So Lord, heal us, set us free. The more we begin to understand that God values people, the more we begin to understand purpose. And if we want to lead intentional lives, we must value people, and you must value you. Come on. You must value you. You're a people. Everyone has purpose, so you're not an accident. God says you're amazing. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're amazing. Oh, come on, turn to your neighbor and say it again, you're amazing. I know some of you have already heard that 50 times this morning. Probably not. I know Emily woke up. Dan, you're amazing. (laughs) But you should wake up and tell yourself you're amazing. You're not an accident. He says, I'm your creator. You were in my care even before you were born. Your birth was no mistake. Your life was no fluke of nature. Your parents may or may not have planned you, but I did. He was not at all surprised by your birth. In fact, he expected it. He expected it. He was expecting you. Long before you were conceived by your parents, you were conceived in the mind of God. It is not fate, not by chance or luck or coincidence that you are breathing at this very moment. You are alive because God wanted to create you. God designed every single detail of your life. He deliberately chose your race, the color of your skin, your hair, every other fear. He custom made your body just the way you wanted it. He wanted it. <laughs> Maybe not you, but <laughs> he wanted it. Amen. <laughs> Woo, be careful, I got a little slip up there. But it's good, you're good, you're beautiful. Come on, you gotta know that. A lot of things I don't like about myself, but God made me that way, he loves me. You know, it, it's really interesting that um, like uh, everyone has just, just something unique in them. Their walk, the what they say, their nose, whatever it is, but it's awesome that God can take Every single person and do something different in them. Isn't that awesome? How, God, how awesome God is? Custom made you just the way he wanted you. He also determined the, determined the natural talents you would possess and the uniqueness of your personality. I love this verse out of the Message Bible, Psalm 139.15. Look at this. You know me inside and out, God. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Everyone has purpose. God even gives purpose to the smallest, seemingly insignificant things. Listen to this. Matter of fact, look at this picture a minute. You ever had those things? Oh my goodness, man. How many, how many of those, how many have been frustrated by those things? Just come on, right? Come in. They're all over your dog, all over your shoes. Well, on a sunny day in 1941, Swiss inventor George de Mestrel took his dog out for a walk. When he arrived home, George noticed that both he and his dog were covered in thistle burrs. Fascinated. Say fascinated. 
Fascinated by these very small, pokey pieces of plant matter, George immediately began inspecting the burrs under his microscope. He found out that the seed pods were covered in many tiny hooks, which allowed them to grab the soft loops in the fabric of his pants. George decided to create a two-sided fastener. One side was small hooks, the other side was small loops, and thus created Velcro. His invention... His intention and invention is now used all over the world for millions of jobs. In fact, Velcro is even used in space. Some astronauts attach patches of Velcro on the inside of their helmets in order to simply itch the scratch on their nose or scratch their nose from the itch. My goodness, you never know what I'm going to say. You guys hear him say, listen, say Velcro. God gives purpose even to something so annoying. Please don't look at your neighbor. God gives purpose to something so annoying. Please hear this. And I get it. We're, we're all annoying at times, right? Come on, right? We, we all got our quirks. We're personality things. And by the way, that's probably not going to change. They may even out a little bit, but we're all just unique and different. It's okay. But what I want to say is this. God is never frustrated with you. He's fascinated. He's fascinated. Well, yeah, I got, some, I got some gangly hooks hanging off me sometimes, and, and sometimes I run into people. And matter of fact, if you're married, that's what marriage is. That's how God brings marriage. God brings marriage together like Velcro. One's got hooks. One's got, you know, and they, they're going, ah! And they, but it works. It's supposed to work, Right? But you're like, oh my goodness, you're completely different than my, me. Uh, you know? But that's how marriage, that, that's, how, that's how people work together. If God gave a thistle burr such a great purpose, how much more does he want to do for you and through you? And I love it, even great pur- pur- purpose to the person who is your thistle burr. Anybody any thistle burrs in your, in your life? <laughs> Be fearful. Any people that, that kind of get under your skin, you know, God gives great purpose to the thistle burr person. You guys were really quiet in that one. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Everyone has purpose. Now, here we go, you guys. And everyone has the same purpose. Say, everyone has the same purpose. Now, before you get frustrated with me, let me explain. This is what every human being was created for. I wanted to break this down to its most simplest form. If you miss this moment, if you don't believe this moment, you cannot truly fulfill your destiny. Cannot. This is what every human was created for. Here it is. To know God's love. To know God's love. Amen? But, but that, that's the foundation of, of, of our lives, to know his love, just to know God. And then secondly, to, to love people. Your purpose, every single human being ever created was created to know God and know people, to love God and love people, to connect with God 
and connect with people. Come on. We can go on and on to make a personal connection with God in order to be a true reflection of him to the world. This is everyone's purpose. I just feel like someone's arguing with me right now. And it's too bad. It really is. It really, and again, I, I get it. You know, I, I wish I could bat a thousand, but we're not gonna do it. But listen, the, the, what I'm, I want you to hear is because if you miss this, you're gonna miss everything. So Isaiah 43, seven, look at this. They, you, are my own people. And I created them, what? Why did he create you? Remember, purpose is answering the why. Why did he create you and I? To bring him glory, okay, to bring me glory, like that we're created for that. We're created to bring God glory. Well, that's a church word. Let me tell you what glory means. It simply means this, to talk about and to celebrate God. We were created to talk about God and to celebrate God. I wasn't here to talk about me and celebrate me first. I'm here to celebrate God and talk about God. It's as simple as I can give it to you. Glory is a big church word. We want to see the glory of God. Well, if you want to see the glory of God, you will jump and shout for joy when he shows up because you're to automatically celebrate him. The more we know our creator, the more we will know our purpose. It is only when we know God more than we can start to grow more into his will and purpose in our lives. Psalm 138, verse 8. It is the Lord who will fulfill his purpose for me. Not my dad, not my mom, not my brother, not my sister. Come on. Not the people in my life. The people don't fulfill my purpose. It is the Lord who fulfills his purpose for me. Your, stead, your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. You need that love. Do not, for, not love is, do not forsake the work of your hands. So David says, do not forsake the work of your hands. I love this verse. You know what, it says? You know what, you know what he's saying? He's saying this. Don't stop working in my life. This is great. See, when, when, when you understand that God brings you purpose, he's saying, David's saying, just don't stop. I love this. This is so good. See, this is when you have purpose. You're like, man, I love this. I love life. I love people. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it, Dan. This is great. God, don't stop. That's what David is saying. It's gone. But here's another one. Psalm 57, verse 2. Look at it. I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. I'll be honest with you, and, and by the way, this, this, the trend is going gonna, is gonna to change as we move forward closer to God. The trend is you can have Jesus' way or you can have Frank Sinatra's way. And I'm not going to sing that. You can have it Jesus' way or Frank Sinatra's way. And there are too many Christians that I see, they have this walk to them. It is kind of a, it is an arrogant walk that says, I'm gonna do it my way on my terms. And I'll tell you something, it never goes well. That's why I say, please, with all of my heart right now, if you wanna know God's purpose, just do it his way. He loves you. He loves you. We are called and created. The purpose is to love God and love people. That's everybody's purpose in life. Do you agree? Say, I agree. I agree. 
<laughs> love God and love people. The greatest commandment, Jesus said, to love God and love people. Come on. Very simple. That is what we are created to do, to give him glory. Now, to celebrate him and celebrate, because celebrate people, because God celebrates people too. Look at Zephaniah 3.17. I love this verse. The Lord your God is with you. He is a hero who saves you. He happily rejoices over you, renews you with his love, and celebrates over you with shouts of joy. Woo! Literally, God is doing a touchdown dance over you. Come on, look at that right there. <laughs> Will you please stand up and do that for me? Would you please? I, I don't want to embarrass you, but I love, could you, could you just, can we all see that or no? Come on, come right up here. Yes, get up here, both of you guys. I love it. Here we go. I love it. And I knew that was coming. Okay, guys, right now, no, don't do it yet. Now get right up here front and center. Thank you so much, you lovely girls. Now, this is what God, this is not planned. This is what God <laughs> Thank you, guys. Face them. Come right here. You guys are awesome. This is what God is doing over you every single moment of your life. Let's see your touchdown dance. Come on. (laughs) Thank you, guys. are awesome. That's it. That's it, you guys. Please remember that picture. That is God celebrating over you because he loves you so much. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Can you stay for second service? Um, Because I'm not sure if I'll get two of you like that in second service. I might. Um, You know what he's saying? He's saying, these are my peeps. They were created to celebrate me, and I celebrate them. That's what God says. They were created to celebrate me, but I celebrate them. That's why the Bible says, see, you can celebrate God when you know you're being celebrated. It's the verse that says, I only love God because he loved me first. See, you got to understand, get a picture of the touchdown dance every morning, every evening. Some of you have grown up, well, wait a minute, I grew up with a God that really he dances? Hmm. Let's just read that again, Zephaniah three seventeen. The Lord your God is with you. He is a hero who saves you. He happily rejoices over you, renews you with his love, and does a touchdown dance over you with shouts of joy. I mean, come on, right? I love it. That's, see, why am I telling you this? Because church, we need to reflect the true God. I got to get sick and tired of hearing about these other gods that, well, that's not my God. My God doesn't accuse me. My God doesn't, my God's kind towards me. He's not mad at me. My God doesn't judge me. I mean, all these things that we tend to do as people, that's not our God. Come on. God is love. I guess you can't talk about love enough. But when you talk about love, be very intentional about what his love means to you. And in doing that, that love can be disseminated or be reflected towards other people. So what's our purpose? Very simply, to celebrate God and to celebrate people. To love God, to love people. I can say all these different words, but I like it. To celebrate God and to celebrate people. The church was not created for me first. The church was created to celebrate God. And then doing that, we're like, oh, man, this is awesome. I love you. Celebrate you. That is everybody's purpose in life. As a matter of fact, that is the prerequisite 
to your God-given destiny. The prerequisite is celebrate God, celebrate people. Is everybody still with me? If I can't learn to love people, including myself, then I can't live in my divine purpose. Okay. Everyone has the same purpose, but everyone has a different calling. Now, here we go. A different calling. Say calling. It's different. Everybody's purpose is to celebrate God and celebrate people. The calling is something else, and this is what really people are asking me. They're asking me, what's my calling, Dan? I'll tell you what your purpose is, but, but what is my calling? Well, 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 that is something different, and that is something that, that, that I'm hoping that will be uncovered, discovered by you as we move along this series, a different calling. Here we go. Say calling again. It's the specific thing that you do, the unique you with your unique mission. 1 Corinthians 12, 27, look at this. You're the body of the anointed one, and each of you is a unique and vital part of it. You have a unique and vital, oh, that's a good word, vital, vital calling. Please hear this. Every single person in here has a, I'm going to call it critical, critical, like that touchdown dance, you, you don't realize that, but that quick obedience, that was, a, I, that was a critical part to either someone here or someone watching on Facebook or listening to my podcast. I, I tell you, that, that is a critical part. Now, you can laugh about that, right? But I'm telling you right there, that was a critical part because I believe that's going to do something in someone's heart. That's going to change the way someone thinks about God, see it in a different way. God does a touchdown dance over me? Yes. Zephaniah 3.17. We all have a main purpose, but we have different callings. 1 Corinthians 12.18 through 20. But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. A diversity is required for if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body or one general purpose. You guys getting it? Thank you. When I get the main purpose, then God brings that purpose of celebrating God and celebrating people into my calling. You may have a calling for business, a calling to teach, a calling to lead, a calling to speak, a calling to sing, a calling to coach, to be a mom or dad. You can have multiple callings through various seasons in different places, but the general purpose always stays the same. Isn't that awesome? And God is so good. He lets you experience these different various callings and different seasons in life. Isn't that awesome? That's what makes life, life fun. Don't worry about it. Somebody said, man, I've, I've, had like, I've had like 20 different jobs my whole life. I'm like, that's exciting. <laughs> you know? What I'm saying is it's okay to do something different. It's okay because what you did in your last calling, all it did was develop something and knowledge that you have. Now go develop some new knowledge and expand your territory and impact with another calling. But the general purpose stays the same. 
David was faithful with a few little sheep. He didn't know he would be king one day. He was loving God and take care of some stinking animals. And, God dis- and David discovered multiple callings in various seasons in different places. Shepherd. By the way, you know David started Uber Eats? He did. Uber Eats. That's where they can, you know, Uber Eats, I don't know if we have it here, but man, they, 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 they'll go to Wendy's and pick you up a bacon cheeseburger and bring it to your house now. Cold, I'm sure. I don't know how it stays warm. But, but oop, he brought some crackers to, the, to, the, to his brothers. He was an Uber driver. He did Uber Eats. He was a musician. He was a giant killer. He was a king. He was a dad. He was a husband. Multiple callings in various seasons in different places, but the same purpose to celebrate God and celebrate people. Love it. I look at Emily's life, gifts, administrative, organized, writing, reading, ministry, business, the list goes on and on. Mom, daughter, blah, blah, all these things. She's an incredible leader. But there's one thing that's never changed in her life. She loves God and loves people. She knows God and wants to help as many people as she can. Come on. Meg is the same way. Meg, Meg started out in graphics, and she has integrity, and she's administrative, and that opened up another door to being our awesome worship pastor. But you know what's never changed in her life? She loves God and helps people connect with God. That's never changed with her since I've been with her this whole time. She has a heart that really, truly wants to know God and help people. They are using their God-given gifts and knowledge to fulfill general purpose, which is to love God, love people. Purpose is what God has placed in every heart. Calling is what you have in your hand. Purpose is what you have in your heart, but calling is what you have in your hand. Calling is what speaks loud and clear, what you're good at. What do other people say about you? Ask a few questions to a close friend today. What's in your hand? Is it a pen? Is it your voice, your instrument, your hospitality, your leadership, your knowledge, your business, your testimony? Then use what's in your hand to celebrate God and celebrate people. I was going to sing a song today, but I, but I don't have time. What? <laughs> you guys, leave that up to the professionals. Um, but I was reminiscing. Uh, I, I found some old CDs from songs we did. Actually, I, I will. Some people have been asking about some music, and, and I think I'm going um, to. C- I did a few CDs, but I, I'm going to uh, take a CD and, and then have them available eventually um, for you guys if, if you want them. But, uh, it's, um, but, anyways, the very first song that I wrote was a song about me coming to know Jesus. And it was a song, I've, I've sang it here before, it's called I'm Alive. It's actually a rock tune. And, and uh, it's funny, uh, I wrote this kind of grungy alternative rock tune. And I'm really a hopeless romantic. I mean, you listen to my songs, they're all like, um, and you know I can't smile without you. I can't, that's like Barry Manilow. You know, like I wasn't really a manly man. I just, you know, I was very like, you know, I just sang these gushy, gushy songs. My worship songs, they're, they're kind of ushy, gushy. But anyways, um, I'm, I'm writing this grunge song comes out, and it's, it's like got this real raspy. I'll just do the chorus. The chorus is, is I'm alive. I'm going to play this guitar. 
By your love I've been set free. So alive. Woo, that's some reverb. So alive. <laughs> well, there's more to it, but, but, but the thing is, okay, so here, here's the deal. Here's how this works. When I got born again, God gave me, started out showing me how to love him, know him, and love people. He just started developing this. Like, he gave me a heart for people. I, want, I was working at the Amway Corporation in corporate offices, and I was learning how to connect with people, connect with God, all the way through that whole thing. And, and, but, and I also came out of, of, of the music um, background a little bit where I would sing, um, you know. And so when I, when I gave my heart to the Lord, um, let me back up. Yeah, right, when I gave my heart to the Lord, someone came along and gave me guitar, which I never, I, I played a little bit of keyboard, never played guitar. So they gave me guitar, but I, I was so intimidated by it, I put it up in a, in a closet for a while. And so about a couple years went by, and, and all of a sudden I got inspired to pull that thing out, get the dust off. And I started learning chords, which if you've ever played guitar, learning chords is uh, finger bleeding, ears hurting for a while. Like you are playing chords like it doesn't sound good. It sounds like cats are fighting and dying. You know, and, and my fingers are bleeding. And I thought, what is the purpose of this? Why am I doing this? Man, this hurts. And all of a sudden, I got through that phase of hurting and bleeding. And one day, I, I learned four chords. And out of that song, out of that, those chords came, I'm alive. By your love I've been set free, so alive, so alive, I'm alive. Oh, your spirit is in me, so So that was the song, very simple. So excited that my brother-in-law, I'm living with him, and he's like an old rocker too, he plays drums, and, and I'm playing the song. It's the first song, I said, Garrett, what do you think of this? He goes, I love it, it's awesome. I got a friend at work, he plays electric guitar. He's a, he's a rocker. I thought, I'm going to have him come over. I'm going to get on drums. He's going to get on this electric guitar. I'm going to have my acoustic guitar, and we're going to sing this song down in his basement. <laughs> like, we're, we're in our, our late 20s, and we're starting a band. <laughs> and so his friend comes over. Never again. His friend comes over. He's bringing, he's got the, the, the lover boy bandana. He's got, like, really tight pants on, and he come, he's got, a, like, a T-shirt. Every, every rocker looks the same. Every worship leader, tattoos everywhere, and he comes in. He's so excited, and we lay this track down. I'm alive, and it was like, he's, he's in the corner. This Again, this guy's in his 30s. He's, like, you know, doing this to this song. He's not a Christian, by the way. This is awesome. He's not a Christian. Garrett's on the drums. We're, we're banging this thing out. We record it. And Garrett goes to a party the next week and brings a tape. <laughs> That's how long it was. A tape of the recording. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the party, puts the tape in <laughs> to the tape recorder, plays it. A girl steps up and says, oh, my goodness. What does that mean? Tell me about this song. And he says, well, my brother-in-law, we wrote, we, he wrote it and we played it down in the basement and she gave her heart to Jesus that night. Oh my goodness. From, from, now listen, 
I, I love people, want to help people, but what was in my hand? Well, God says, I got to put a guitar in your hand, Dan. Put a guitar in your hand. Your fingers are going to bleed. I'm going to walk you through this process. You're going to learn four chords. You're going to sing this song called I'm Alive because it's your passion of your life. It's what I did in your life. And all of a sudden, one day, I'm going to bring that to a party, and it's going to get someone saved. That was in my hand. What was in my heart never changed, but something different came in my hand. You guys get that? Don't let what's in your hand fight with what's in your heart. Don't let them fight. Come on. Some people have left what God put in their hand. And they still have a heart for people, but, 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 but there's like, what am I supposed to do? What was in your hand? What did you put down? And what does God want you to revive again? And sometimes people walk away from the heart of God and the heart for people, and they're still actually doing what was in their hand. There's a lot of great musicians out there that are super talented, but they're, they're not really helping people and connecting with God. You guys hear what I'm saying? They got something in their hand. It's a God-given gift, but they don't know the purpose, and that is to celebrate God and celebrate people. You guys still here? Man, I... I'm barely, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done. We're going to roll through these three things really quick because I want to I wanna, I show you something. Here's the disclaimer. Uh, please hear this. It's okay to not know the specifics of your destiny. I give you, I give you the, the walk by faith. And not by, it's okay for you not to know the specifics of your destiny. Do you ever think that I would have pulled that guitar out of the closet, wrote a song with a couple middle-aged 30-year-old dudes down in a basement and someone would give their heart to Jesus? Well, that song actually turned into other songs, other CDs that have helped people. But did I ever, did I ever think that? No, I never imagined that. Never imagined it. Because what you, what, what you don't know is when I gave my heart to Jesus, I gave up music. I put my old boys to men tapes, all my tapes, old tapes back. I said, I put them back down to bed. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm following you and you alone. And, and there was a period of time where I gave up what was in my hand. It was right. And I said, and God said, I gave it back to you in something completely different. Don't let the two fight. Join them together. Purpose is what's in your heart. Calling is what's in your hand. What are you good at? Here we go. So, purpose to calling, to destiny. Destiny is the accumulation, the culmination of all the things you've been through in life, all the life lessons, all the things that God put in your hand, the new things he's about to put in your hand, all of those are culmination. We call it destiny. In the end, when we breathe our last breath and we stand before God, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You fulfilled purpose, and you walk through all these different callings, and look at the destiny. Look at the impact you made in life. Purpose, everyone is the same. Calling, everyone is different. Destiny is what God wants us to get to. Three things you got to know really quick. And when you get this you will not miss anything. 
you will fulfill everything God has planned for your life. Number one, you got to be called out. You got to be called out. You want to fulfill everything, God, you got to be called out. Abraham called out of his land. Moses called out of Egypt. David called out of the sheep field. Gideon called out of hiding. The disciples called out of the world. Paul called out of a cold religious environment. And the list goes on and on and on and on. And then Peter writes this in 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Look at how he's celebrating over you. A holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him. What? Look at you. Celebrate him who called you, what? Out of darkness into his wonderful light. And here's my question for you. What was your called out moment? Some of you may not have been there yet, but what was your called out moment in life? The time when you knew the old days are gone and the new Life with God has begun. 1994 for me, my friends. I know that, I even know the date. I know where I was sitting, but I know the season. I, I recognize what God was doing in my heart. He put something new in my heart. I didn't like everyone, and I didn't like myself, and all of a sudden, he gave me his spirit, and I started liking myself and liking people and helping people for his glory. The word church is interesting. Literally means called out. So we call ourselves a church, or I'm the church. We're really calling ourselves called out. In a spiritual sense, called out of the world to God. Called out. That's the important first step. Called out. We would even say set apart for God to be, as it were, exclusively his called out. This is one of the hardest steps for people to make. It's easier. It's not easier. It's actually more destructive and it's more frustrating to stay in a fence. And by the way, you fall, you get hurt. Especially if you fall right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? It, there's, there's no fence with God. It's called out of darkness into his marvelous, wonderful light. You gotta be called out and you've gotta be sold out. Say sold out. Sold out. I'll get you here out of here on time. Sold out. We've heard this phrase before the, before many times in some manner, right? Have you have you heard sold out? Man, you sold out for God, you sold out this way, or sold out in your marriage, you sold out. Well, let me just define what sold out is. It means completely committed, devoted, invested, engaged to a cause. To have, look at this, to have no reservations about the decision you are making. To have absolutely no reservations about the decision you are making. When I gave my heart to Jesus, it was like, at first, it was like, what am I doing? I stood up. I walked down a long aisle in a church. People are clapping. I'm the only one. And I got to a point where I said, you know what? It's all out in the open now. <laughs> Might as well go for it. And I did. And that was the beginning of my destiny right there. But I had to be sold out. I prayed that prayer that says, Lord, all right, I've tried it my way. My way stinks. I'm going to try it your way. And I receive salvation. It means to have no reservations about the decision you're making, to be willing to go anywhere, do anything, give up everything in order to achieve your goal by any means necessary. That's what 
sold out means, my friends. Let me continue with this truth. Exodus 20, verse 3. You must not have any other God before me. You must not have any other God before me. This is not a suggestion, it's a command. But let me, let me, let, let me just say this. Whenever you have another God before God or add gods to your repertoire, the Bible says that sorrows multiply. And people wonder why they fall into so much trouble, more than, 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 than what's already lauded for every person in life. They fall into so much trouble because simply they're not willing to let go of the other little gods that can't do anything for you anyways. Am I still in the same church today? But this is more than a commandment, my friends. It is a conviction. Come on. It's a conviction that comes with being called out and sold out. It's a born-again conviction that says, okay, you know what? This is my personal conviction. And when the person, we have a personal conviction, listen, it becomes the language of your life. A langu- language without wavering or waffling, but words filled with truth and commitment. It's the moment you are faced with the test of your loyalty to God. And, and the, I love the old uh, movies that say, what say you? What say you about that? So what say you about sold out? What say you? I'm not sold out to God. I'm not talking about sold out to anything else but God. I shall have no other gods before my God. What say you? So here are a few phrases from the hearts of people just like you and I. And by the way, you don't have to say, you don't have to say a lot when it's from the heart. You don't have to say a lot. Matter of fact, you can say it, but but truth is, you're just going to be living it. <laughs> people will know. No, I know that. See, when I when, when I when I when I have my funeral, I, I I want more than just potato salad that people are remembering. That was a good potato salad by Aunt Judy. No, I want them to remember that, you know what? Dan was convicted and passionate to connect with God and connect with people. He, he really did want to make an impact. And hopefully I do. Hopefully people are coming to my funeral one day saying, you know what, he, he, he did. I didn't like him. But you know what? <laughs> he helped me. Listen, here's some phrases, sold out phrases. Say this, but even if he doesn't. Say, but even if he doesn't. It comes from the heart of three guys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They've been called out by God and then called into a fiery furnace to die because they refused to worship another God. So they said in Daniel 3.17, look at this. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't. We want to make it clear to you, your majesty, <laughs> they're very cordial, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. You know, sometimes when we're, we're, we are tempted to compromise in areas of our lives, when all of a sudden we give in to the fear of a person or we, we're around people like, oh, do I, you know what, I'm just going to. I'm just going to become part of the crowd. I'm just going to, I'm going to try to be a part of both sides, right? You heard about the, the guy in the Civil War that uh, wanted to be on both sides, the North and the South. So he, one 
on the back side, he had the uniform of the, the north and the front side, the south, and he got shot on both sides. See, there's so much faith and courage that fill these few words, but, but even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we're going to, we're sold out. I'm sold out. Look at this one. Say, but as for me and my house, Joshua 24, 15, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you'll serve, whether the gods of your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or, or, the, or the gods of, next verse, uh, the, the gods of the Amorites whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. David was convinced by many phrases. Paul authored many sold-out phrases to live for Christ, to die as gain. He says, I count everything as garbage compared to knowing Jesus. And then he says this, what I believe is to be the most earth-shaking, sold-out statement in the Bible. Romans 9, 3 says this. For my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters, I would be willing to be forever cursed cut off from Christ if that would save them. Oh my goodness. Did you just read that? He's saying, I'm willing to go to hell if it meant my brother and sister to be saved. This is what he's saying. He's not kidding around. This is not just some flipping statement. This is coming from his heart saying, I'll do it, Lord. I love you so much, God, and I love people so much that I would say if, if, it, if it means saving so many people, well, thank God he didn't have to do it because we have Jesus, right? None of you have to do that because Jesus did it all himself. Thank you, Jesus. Man, sold out. Sold out. Sold out. This is not an antiquated statement or declaration reserved for pastors, priests, leaders, and ministries sold out for everyone who names the name of Jesus. There's no such thing as radical Christianity, by the way. Christianity is radical. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a life called out and sold out for God. Here's a statement that I just wrote. You can take my life from me, but you will never take my Christ from me. That's what I believe. Sold out is not found in living a perfect life. It's not found in our religious duties or our many accomplishments. It's found in the heart. A decision to be all in for God seven days a week, 365 days out of the year for the rest of our lives. You got to be called out. You got to be sold out. And to fulfill purpose, calling, and destiny. It's got to be lived out, my friends. Come on. Lived out. Lived out. Lived out. And this is the idea of intentional living. Uh, living actively, not passively. Destiny unfolds as we are obedient. Jesus said, if you love me, then you'll do something about it. Jeremiah 17.10 says this. It says, I, the Lord, search minds and test hearts. I will reward each person for what he has done. I will reward him for the results of his actions. Don't wait for God to show you his personal will. Assume that you are in his will today and that he will guide you and reveal more as you walk with him. That means it's time for action. 
See, many of us wish God would send us a letter in the mail detailing the next five years. And even though we know he won't, we can't, we can waste our energy sitting around waiting for that clear sign. But we are each designed to actively fulfill a unique purpose during our time on the earth. And one that both glorifies or celebrates God and brings joy to people. Purpose, calling, destiny is lived out. Destiny unfolds as you are obedient. It's as simple as standing up and doing a touchdown dance. Now, now hear this. I, I, call, I call it the 10-second rule. 10-second rule. When God says something, or your pastor, you know, I love it. When, 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 he, when he asks something, and you hem and haw and wait, I guarantee you, th th that's where the devil's field is. But when you are quickly obedient, and you do not hesitate, and you move to the thing God has you, man, that's where the action is. That's where the blessing is. That's how God rewards you. God delights in calling and using those the world passes by and counts as nothing. An old preacher said, God isn't looking for golden vessels. God isn't looking for silver vessels. God is simply looking for willing vessels. Willing vessels. It's amazing what God can do through someone's life who doesn't have to have the credit. Oh my goodness. It's amazing what God will do who doesn't have to have the credit. Doesn't have to take the credit. All credit to you, God. All honor and glory to you. We celebrate you, God, for the, what you're doing in our lives. Purpose to calling to destiny. Called out, sold out, lived out. Some of you is going to make you mad. I stepped on some, some of you have some steel toe boots. I can't even step on those toes hard enough. What say you? How will you respond? For some of you, when I said sold out, when I said called out, you're like, dang, I feel like I'm still living in darkness. That's where I was for a lot of my life, living in darkness. Did not realize what the light was. It's amazing. Called out. Will you be called out today? And then will you be sold out? Will you have a conviction in your heart that says, you know what? I'm not living my life anymore. This is the, this is the moment where I'm all in. And then will you intentionally live out Without hesitation, by the way, it's a learning process. Without hesitation, do everything God called you to do on this earth. I promise you, it will be a fantastic, amazing, wonderful ride and adventure when we simply live it out. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that you got me through all that stuff in the right time. And, um, but Lord, I know that Holy Spirit, there, I may have said a lot of words, but there's something that you spoke to every heart here today because everyone's unique. Everyone needed to hear something for themselves today. They're here. They're obedient to you, God. Please reward them. Please reward them for their obedience today, God. Please deliver to them the next thing. Number one, please deliver to them who they are in you, and please deliver to them even a next step. So, as you're with your with your heads uh, bowed, eyes closed, if you would just for a moment, I want to take that moment to say, uh, call out, sold out, lived out. 
And, and all I'm going to have you do is we're, we're just going to we're just going to respond to God in that way. If you're here today and you say, uh, you know, Dan, I I'm living a mediocre life. I'm living on the fence. I come to church for um, Sunday, sometimes just a couple times throughout the year, and I really want that to change. I want I want to be committed to you, and I want to follow you, and I really want to make a difference. And if that's you, uh, I, I encourage you to make that vow right now to God. And, but but I don't want to vow. I, I want you to mean it from your heart. I want I don't want you to make a vow. God doesn't if you don't mean it. But if you mean it, if you're like you know, I really want to move forward. I did it in 1994, and my life has changed completely, dramatically, drastically. So pray with me. Pray with me. But I guess I'm calling you to one of those three areas, or maybe all three, to simply stand before God. This has nothing to do with me, but this has everything to do with not hesitating. To tell God, Lord, today is the day that I begin walking in this powerful destiny. And if you've never prayed that prayer, made that declaration, I encourage you to do it now. And so all I have to do is, you know what, just say, that's what I did, by the way. 1994, I stood up, walked down an aisle. I'm asking you to do the same. If God's calling you to greater things, He's calling you to be called out and sold out to live it out, just simply stand up. Just simply stand up if you're here today. And how you do this, you take your legs, you just, you just very you, uh, bend your knees, and then you begin to stand straight up. <laughs> Everyone here is telling the Lord that your life is, you're, you're telling the Lord right in this moment that you are, you are uh, uh, called out, sold out, and lived out, which is good. Okay. So I'm believing that every single person here by the way, don't let fear hold you back. So I'll just wait for, for a second. Just wait. But if you're, you're feeling the Holy Spirit saying, I, I need to make a decision in the middle of this church, and I need to stand up, and I need to tell God that I'm willing to be called out, sold out, and lived out. girls can do a touchdown dance. Little girls, beautiful women, sorry, can do a touchdown dance in the middle of, it should be easy for us to make that, that thank you, thank you for standing. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, yep. Thank you. Thank you. It's just, it's awesome. This, this is a great moment in your life. And thank you for having the courage. Just stand. It's okay. Just stand. Amen. Let's pray together, you guys. Say with me. Say, Heavenly Father, you called me out. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave me the ability and you called me out. So I stand today saying I'm called out. And I declare today 
that I'm sold out. And I make a vow today that I'm going to live it out. I'm going to walk in my destiny. And I'm going to fulfill everything you planned for me before I was born. I'm yours, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you guys. We love you. Thank you for your courage. Have a great day. Thank you.